0: Live on SEN Track, welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonnington and Dan Malecki. Welcome back, Toby McKinnon in the hot seat, although I am standing up at the moment, but uh, I am in the hot seat for Jason Bonnington. I'm joined by Dan Malecki, and I don't think we actually got Dan, or I didn't write him down. I didn't get your top four, actually, for race two, so... If you can just go back a step, you've got one idle times on top, and then who did you have for second, third, and fourth? We never covered it off, I don't think.
1: Seven Steel Screens, six Captain Confetti, and eight Mirakuru. So one, seven, six, and eight in the second. And race three, I tipped five, eight, seven, and two.
0: Five, eight, seven, and two. I did have that one. Thank you. So let's get stuck into race four. It Melton is the. Uh, big screen company, three-year-old pace, and it's only a small field. And mm. sometimes these sort of smaller fields, you think to yourself, well, I'll be able to work this one out pretty quickly. But there's a lot of different form lines and things to assess as a first starter. Sea Silk's only had a couple of runs, and it's from the Powerful Emma Stewart camp. Chirippo comes back from a New South Wales Oaks campaign, where she was absolutely terrific. And nothing but waves has beaten up on inferior opposition but she hasn't sort of performed at this level where did you set on Dan after all after throwing all that together
1: yeah look I agree it's a, it's mm. a tough race um I think Sharipo I, I like the way it's going it probably went to Sydney maybe a run short before the Oaks series come up and performed well in both uh, the heat and then the final fifth in both Uh, I think we get a good guide to where she was at. When she was first up, and I think clearly underdone, she's run fourth from a bad gate behind Is This Just Fantasy. That was the same race that Soho Seraphine finished second and Sea Silk Ren third. So um, I think she'll be very hard to beat. It is a small field, and sometimes in these fields, they can single out. There's no real advantage, even in a small field, when you're coming from behind. But at least I think she's ready now. So six Sharipo sea silk probably leads i think um she's only a little girl but there's definitely plenty of ability there she was run down by a couple of smart horses last time and and that form as i say has been frank with the soho seraphine running second in the oaks in sydney last week um interesting runner is the well-bred diving with sierra the family just produced winner after winner and this filly is is trained by emma stewart and um a major drama. I've got time for her. She was placed behind so Seraphine and Sea Silk. So a similar form line drawn a good gate. I've tipped six uh, from two, uh, one and three.
0: Good tipping, Dan. I've gone the same numbers. Wow. In, in a difficult race. That's amazing. Yeah, it is a little bit because...
1: Well, we thought it was difficult. Anyway, the market's probably suggesting it's uh, pretty straightforward. But we've both got major drama. Who is the second outsider of the field?
0: Yeah, well... Ch- Chirippo, and just to confirm, I did speak to Laura Crosland on air since that Gold Chalice, and the horse was definitely underdone. They were super happy with the run in the Gold Chalice, and that was basically the reason for that for that Oaks campaign that they were so happy with her effort uh, to Seasilk for all the reasons you said. Yeah, major drama. Ran third from three back the fence to Ser- Soho Seraphine and Seasilk, and I think. Um, the map says it's going to have a beautiful run behind the likely leader Sea Silk, and I think it's a filly that's going to win some races. Major Drama not quite just yet, and and driving with Sierra has won a trial in 2.15. Got ran second in its last trial, beaten 10 metres in 2.19, which. Just probably I'd rather see it just finish a little bit closer than that ten meter margin. And the other and the other two, nothing but waves. And then she's poppy, who is effectively nearly a stable mate of Chiripo. And if it wasn't in the race, she's poppy. This race wouldn't have stood up, Dan, which was another little another little flag that Ty raised thinking that uh, that improves Chiripo's chances, if that makes sense. Let's get mm. into race five, the Garrard's uh Melton shop. A very interesting race this. There's a number of chances in it. I actually I think uh Karamar Mona was a was a huge effort when it was yeah. three wide the trip last start. How well has it recovered from that race? I think just a little sip is the best horse in the race. Bide Our Time is absolutely flying. We'll catch up with David Moran in about 25 minutes and no doubt we'll ask him about Bide Our Time amongst the uh, he's got a An okay drive at Menangle that he's probably thinking about a little bit too. Uh, Then there's the back row. You know, Major Mamba, Magic Mike, Finn Frost are all key players in this race. Uh, Dan Malecki, tell us what you're doing here. And if you've got the same four in order as me, then um, I'm going to give up. Yeah, well,
1: don't give up. (laughs) But uh, I'll be be equally as shocked as you. Correct. uh, because for, with each 30 seconds, I'm, I'm shuffling around my thoughts. <laughs> um, they're changing every time. Yeah. I can be easily persuaded here. You're right about Karamar Solomona last start. It was uh, it was a tough run, a uh, court-wide. Um, it didn't really drop out, though, did it, after the tough run? And they ran really good time. Oh, well, I think for that sort of class of race, it was good time, 154.9. Yeah. Naturally, they can go quicker and he can go faster. it has got good um, gate speed, and I think from one, he's, he's a really good op, uh, good chance of being able to lead this race and run well. Can run third to better zip at Whiskey Cavalier. That form line suggests, and that was from Barrier One, he can run really well here. He actually ran second that night, didn't he? And then he lost second on protest. So he right? can lead up, even though they took the sit that night, but that was over the 2100. I think this time over the short, if he can lead. And, and I think he can. I don't think they'll be uh, looking to take a trail. Um, with that in mind, I think Major Manbar, if he can settle and feel comfortable Uh, from inside the back row, he might end up behind the leader and he's going to be a terrific chance, I think, from there. I'm trying to think of the times where he has been leader's back and I have to go back a long way, but if he's comfortable in that spot, I think Major Manbar is going to be a good each-way play. So I've put eight on top from one Karamar Solomona, five just a little sip, lightly raced, uh, building a really good record. Uh, it was a good win last start, a, a dominant win, and, and I think he's got more upside this prep. He should be at his peak now. And, and Magic Mike, who's going really well. So 8159, there are other chances as well. You mentioned Finn Frost. I would have liked to have got him into my top four <laughs> and bide our time. And it's again, if I shuffle it around and really you twisted my arm, I could swap one for the other. But um, 8159 are my top four in a race where you might have to go a bit wider in the first leg of the quaddy.
0: Yeah, look, I'll settle on just a little sip. I think he's the best horse in the race. He won his first five in Australia, fifth and ninth through that Victorian derby in a very strong Victorian derby last year. He he had no luck for a couple of runs back from a spell. He was too good for them last start where he won. Uh, that was the Idle Times race, I think, at Ballarat. I just think he's the best horse in the race. He should get across to a strong position, maybe outside the leader uh, and control the race. Only query on Caramar Solomona is has it backed up. I've been a big fan of this horse. I tipped it on Trot's Vision at Bendigo when it ran a placing. It, it was 12, 15 to 1 the place. That's a highly underrated horse, highly underrated stable. Robert McCartney, Michael Stanley gets back on board. I don't think Anthony Butt would have had much of a choice in the sense he would have ha- happily driven just a little sip knowing that Michael Stanley had drive Karamar Solomona is probably the first pick driver, Michael Stanley anyway. Yeah, well, he was terrific. Karamar Solomona in that uh, breakthrough series last, start, uh, uh, yeah, it's a total forgive run. I just don't know if he'll get crossed maybe and end up behind the leader, which puts Major Manbar in a sticky position. But I had him in for third, the similar to you, and Magic Mike for fourth. And then under that, I've got Finn Frost and Bite Our Time and in what is a really even race. And, and I don't blame all the listeners if they back something else in that race. But uh, I'll be tipping Karamar Solomona on an each-way basis when we get to my game plan. Race six is the hip pocket workwear and safety pace. And another race where there's a few permutations to this, and I think you've got to settle yourself. Are you in a Juleby Willow camp, and will she get across, and is she just going that good that she's too good for these? If you remember a few weeks back, she drew gate two, and she was $11 when we did the Friday form panel. You wouldn't get that $11 now in that same race. Imperial's Reason has been okay for the Emma Stewart camp. Uh, certainly off its runs, if it was trained by Toby McKinnon, it wouldn't be $3.20, that is for sure, but it must be respected, and common courtesy, common courtesy is $10, it's won two of its last three, I spoke with uh, uh, Wayne and not long ago, uh, middle of last week it was actually, and, very special horse. The mother of this horse, uh, Helen, was named after uh, Wayne's late mother, Helen. And Helen's in paradise. Uh, she was named only a few weeks after she passed away. And every time Common Courtesy goes around, reminds him of his mother. And her feet are right. She's had real bad feet issues. And they've, they've got them right now. And he, he, they're really happy with Common Courtesy as she's matured into a nice mare. And the other one, uh, there's a lot of other h <laughs> chances as well that could, that could figure. Dan, where did you settle in this race?
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure either. Again, uh, there could be a bit of value in the quaddy and and even the big six tomorrow night is a the the, the tab have seeded the pool, which is a great idea. I, I don't know why they don't do that more often with the big six, but let it accumulate as well. If no one gets it tomorrow, let it jackpot to the following week so we can get some massive pools. But that might be worth having a crack at the the big six, and it looks like there's going to be a bit of value. I think they're expecting a pool of about seventy or seventy five thousand. So. Keep that in mind. It's always helpful when we get prior knowledge of that because I think it's a bet type we'd all like to put something into with the lure of a big collect. And there is an opportunity there with a couple of races where we could get a bit of value. And this is one of those races. Quaddy as well. Um, Polly put Kettle on. Um, I think at one stage there we thought she might have been slightly better. Maybe me. Maybe I thought she was slightly better than what she was. But I think this is a good race for her. Um, She was beaten fair and square by Jellybee Willow. Uh, I think, last start, but it was still a solid run. And I think she uh, is a a good chance here, as are a number of others. Really been impressed by Zach Chapenden and the way he drives. He he drove a winner, uh, but his coolness and ability to read the races, just in a handful of races that I've watched, um, he he drives beyond his years. So, and when you line up someone with that sort of talent with the Emma Stewart stable, I think that's a positive. Hmm. So Polly Put Kettle On is my top selection. I, I tell you, there's another one there that um, has got the ability and in, in this, it's thought of in the market, uh, Shayella, number 11. I think it's a good race for Shayella, but they're gonna need the race to be suited for horses that can come from behind. So that will mean that if Gillaby Willow does lead, um it, it it probably has to work a bit to get there because if she the easier she gets to the front the harder she will be to beat if indeed she can lead so she's definitely in the mix because if you knew that she would lead she'd probably be a flip of the coin uh price i think toby um imperial's reasons the other one that's got a bit of gate speed it was solid last start um and with a good gate i think she just cannot be ignored so 10 polly put kettle on 11 shayella 7 jalopy willow two imperial's reason Another horse that's going really well and the faster they go would be a chance has lost four words, similar to common courtesy who her two wins of late have been run, uh, one in races that have been run at frantic tempos, which has really suited her. And the same tempo would suit lost four words because I think she's going really well. My top four, 10, 11, seven, and two.
0: Yeah. A lot of chances in this race. Uh, Kate Hargrave's very happy with lost four words and, Uh, She's maturing into a much better horse than uh, people probably realise is what what was basically uh, uh, summarising what she said yesterday on uh, Trot's Life. Uh, Shayowa, Laura Crosland, they were super happy with her first up run Dan, which was in the Ladyship Stakes. They basically uh, sent her around in that race almost as a trial when she drew gate seven, they weren't worried about her at all. And she went absolutely fantastic. Had no real luck in Sydney from some tricky barrier draws, gate nine and eight. And she's, she's a top class mayor I've settled on nine common courtesy at ten dollars and two eighty. I just think she maps really well to follow through on the back of Imperials. Reason and no win, no worries at the start. I think she's going to land in a really good position. One out, one back, three back, the outside. She's won two of her last three. The other start where she ran fourth, she was closing late onto their backs as well. She's going really well, and I think she's a great each way bet at ten dollars and two eighty. Uh, Shayawa, number 11 in for second sh- for the reasons I've just said she she's just racing really well and she might be just a little level above these and I've thrown one in for a play number one heavenly charm I know uh, at first glance you'll think oh yeah she hasn't been going that well but if you go back two starts ago she ran fifth from four back the fence to Jillaby Willow she she made a little bit of ground on Juleby Willow in that race. And I think it just maps really well for Heavenly Charm. She'll sit on the back of Imperial's Reason. She was just a little bit... but She was beaten a fair way by Juleby Willow last start, 12.5 metres off sitting off its back. But I just think if they go it slow in the middle tempo here, Heavenly Charm could run a place at any old odds at $12 the drum. And number eight, Orby, who will be on Heavily Charms back. It'll be charging through late Orby. Uh, it could win the race uh, if it could get one horse closer. I just don't think it'll get that one horse closer. David Moran, uh, he has a lot to do with Orby. You won't be driving Orby, of course, on Saturday night. Uh, imagine it'd be Cody Rockenberger. I haven't checked that, actually. Uh, who will be driving Orby? Uh, yeah, Cody Rockenberg is down to drive Orby. Let's get to a break. So my numbers there were... 10, 11, 1, and eight, and no, sorry, 9, 11, 1, and eight. Let's get to a break. We'll come back and we'll assess the last two races at Melton: the Markovina Free for All and the Allied Express Trot.